Who's confounding or astounding? Who's the date that never stands you up? Who's well-read and good in bed and anything that you could ever want? It's the Blind Date Book Club. It's the Blind Date Book Club. Welcome to the Blind Date Book Club, the podcast where we read a new surprise book each week. Will it be out-of-this-world love, or will you need to ghost this date? We're your hosts, Colleen and Ariel, and this week we are reading Illuminae by Amy Kaufman and Jay Kristoff. Okay, so first off, let's catch up a little bit on our book goals for 2020. We're all stuck inside right now with COVID-19. Hello, future listeners. And <laughs> we are kind of crushing our book goals at the minute because what else is there to do? Crushing our book goals, crushing our ab goals, nothing else to do. And by ab goals, she means to say we've been working out a ton. Jillian Michaels <laughs> has been crushing us. Yes. Thank you, Fit Fusion. Thank you, Fit Fusion. Yes. Sponsor the podcast. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> so what, how are you doing on your book goals? I am doing really well, actually. Um... I set my goal at 55, Mm -hmm. and I am currently at 16. Good job. Good job. What have you been reading besides Illuminate, obviously? Um, Yes, obviously, except for this book. I've been reading Little Fires Everywhere. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? I am also at 16, but I have the far more achievable goal of just 50 books. What? Five books is not that much of a difference. It makes a difference when Christmas rolls around. I know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I have been reading a bunch of Agatha Christie. Oh my god. They're short, they're sweet, they're interesting, and I love them. Yeah, which was your favorite latest one? Mm, I haven't read, like, all the good ones, you know, the top ten or whatever, because they are hard to get at the library. Hmm. But of the random ones in the middle of her repertoire that I have read, I enjoyed The Mystery at Sitterford a lot. Okay. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll be one of our episodes. I'm not a huge fan of the Miss Marple and Poirot ones. Mm-hmm. I like the standalones more. Hmm. But highly suggest. Okay. Not exactly a hot take there, but Agatha Christie is good. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? I had no idea. There weren't like a million adaptations everywhere. Yeah. yeah. The one with the train? Whew. Real good. Wow. Not that good of a story, but... Super nice shots of a train. Yeah, I know. I remember the art for the post, for the movie looked really good. So. It's super good. Okay, that aside, mm-hmm. let's get back to your most recent date, Illuminae. Oh. Okay. So for those who don't know, Illuminae is a romance, a space opera, and a horror all in one. <laughs> Katie Grant breaks up with her boyfriend Ezra Mason the morning before their planet is attacked by a shady mining corporation. Escaping in separate rescue spaceships, Ezra is conscripted into the military, and Katie becomes a master hacker, digging for information about the corporation that attacked them. And while they are still being haunted as they flee across space. So, as you can tell, this is something Ariel would super read in her own free time. (laughs) Things are complicated by a deadly virus, which is slowly turning the travelers into zombies, and a ship's AI called Aiden who is quickly going mad. Together, Katie and Ezra have to confront zombies, corrupt government officials, space battles, and their own lingering feelings for each other in order to escape with their lives and tell the truth about the attack on their planet. So one of my favorite things about this book is that it's an epistolary novel, which is 
it's told through a series of interviews and emails and pictures and diagrams and classified documents being presented in a court case sometime after the events of the novel. As a function of this, it is a really beautifully graphically designed book, and um, don't read this one on a Kindle. It's not the same experience, trust me. <laughs> it's so much better as a physical book. Um, uh, especially in the parts from Aiden's point of view, the AI that's going crazy, uh, the design of the pages gets progressively wilder and more insane as he's losing his mind and we're losing our minds. Um, it's just really gripping. And the danger keeps coming up. And Katie and Ezra are getting hit from every angle. And yeah, I really loved it. I was page turning, page turning when I read this one. Nope. So. I remember you described it as, I think I read it in a few hours or a few days or something. That's yeah, I read it in like a few hours. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh. It's <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> like you get it and you're like, ooh, this is a chunky book. Yeah. But most of it's just like blank pages with a graphically designed word in the middle of it or something. So That's true. There was like 30 pages. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or like just a picture. Yeah. So it's not exactly like as hefty as it looks. So what did you think? Yes. Let's put that in comparison, y'all. <laughs> took her a couple hours. Took me two weeks. <laughs> what do you think this podcast is now bi-weekly? <laughs> I know. Exactly. Colleen has already stated this already in her description. I am not a big sci-fi person. Mm-mm. I don't do sci-fi at all. Um, I dabble in them. Mostly, if I see a show, I'll read the book because I want to know more about the world. Are you thinking of... specifically just of that one show? Hey, let me get to my point. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> yes, my specific show that you know mm-hmm. um, is Alter Carbon. Mm-hmm. I love that show so much, but I don't think I would have loved it if I didn't have... One of my friends there to explain the world to me, the world building and all that stuff to me. Mm-hmm. So um, that was like one of the few books that I've ever, one of the few sci-fi books I've ever read mm-hmm. at Free Will. At Free Will. <laughs> Not at school or, uh, I don't know, like, you know, someone introducing you it to me. sci-fi books at school. Um, I think, uh, I think we, d- yeah, yeah, we definitely did. I just can't name any right now. I can only think of like literature books. That being said, that how much I love Altered Carbon, it took me forever to read that book. It took mm-hmm. me maybe a month to read that book. And that was a monster of a book. It was, I think, like, I don't know, 500 pages. Maybe it's shorter. Maybe it's longer. It felt like a thousand It was pages. 150 pages, Ariel. Get it together. No, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It took me forever to read that book. It took me forever to read the second book. So do not take it anything what I say about this. <laughs> oh, no. I won't be offended. I didn't write this book. <laughs> yes. Or anyone, please don't judge me for my lack of knowledge of sci-fi things. But... Anyway, took me a while to read this book, but I thought it was interesting. I liked the way it was told. Um, I thought it was peculiar. I haven't seen that in a long time. Like the whole stitching of different mediums together. Like uh, I liked how you said that it was a court case. Mm-hmm. I thought it was honestly just people like peeping on them from like another spaceship, just like. Mm, just uh, like. You know, like, you know, like, whenever someone slams on a file and is like, this is the information on Katie and Ezra, you know. Anyway, so, that being said. <laughs> I just thought you want to know, sir. <laughs> exactly. There's some aside <laughs> for you. Um, I, I liked Illuminae. I did. Okay. You know, despite my, uh, you know, my asides in my whole Alter Carbon description, I liked Illuminae. I thought it was good. I think the part that really grew to me was the love story. Mm-hmm. I really liked Katie. I really liked Ezra. I really liked how sassy they were with each other. I loved the opening sequence. The opening sequence was like so good. Nothing's better to start a book than with a breakup and like literally the world ending. Mm-hmm. Um, 
The problem with Illuminae with me was I didn't really want to read this right now during the present time that we're in about a deadly virus. <laughs> it was like too much for me, to be honest. <laughs> like, it was a little too close to home, um, mostly because virus, we're all trapped inside. Katie's trapped inside. Uh, I suppose so. Ezra's trapped inside. They're both trapped inside. They're all texting each other, but like, they're, luckily we're not like cut off from the internet because like, oh my God, that'd be horrible. <laughs> But the internet's not actively trying to kill us. <laughs> internet, not even there yet, Colleen. <laughs> Love story's cute. I thought the opening scene was cute. Uh, it was not cute. I thought it was just really gripping. Mm-hmm. The thing, there were a lot of things I'm not a fan of going on in the book. That being said, uh, space, you know, I'm not a big fan of space. Just the concept <laughs> of space. Yes. Just everything outside of the immediate Earth. I like Earth. I like the stars. I like space. I don't like space movies. I don't like okay. space travel. I don't like space TV, really. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't like the sentient devices. I thought that was a little scary. I don't love zombies. That is a, it's a hard no for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but <laughs> um, I, honestly, I thought it was a good book, though. So. Okay. Um, yeah. Cool. That was a really long-winded description. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you liked it despite the zombies in the space. Yes, despite the zombies in the space, which, you know, is crazy for which me. Which is interesting, because so. I would say that the part that I was least interested in was the love story. <laughs> I was like, but what about the zombies in the space? <laughs> exactly. It's very you and me. So. Um, okay, so let's see how the public feels. And by the public, I mean people who write on Goodreads. Ooh, I want to know. Okay, so here's a good review to start out mm-hmm. by... Um, Someone named Kaz Little Book Owl. Ooh, cute yes. name. She or he says, There is no way in hell that I could possibly describe what's going through my head right now. I don't think I'll be functional for a little while. I'll get back to you on this. But just know, it blew me away. Far, far away. Ooh, there's a space one for you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, bad. Um, this is written by Khan. First of her name, Mother of Bunnies. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, that's her name. Okay. <laughs> this book is written in epistolary format, and it has the honor of being the most annoying book I've read this year. Some people love that stuff. I ain't one of them. <laughs> so, do you, where do you fall on the Kaz to Khan Mother of Bunnies spectrum? You know, it's funny. <laughs> I fall towards Mother of Bunnies just a little bit, because I, like, I thought it was a gripping book with the good... The bar, the like the parts that were like written like a book or like you know like that sucked you in, but I didn't love like the ending bits with like the robot, like the one word on the page thing. Oh yeah, killed me. Oh man, all those things where it's like written in a circle and you have to turn the page. I was like, oh yeah, interactive. I hated that. I was just like, I'm so close to the end of the book and I have to rotate the page. I literally just read a word and I was like, not to move my arms. (laughs) I just like was like skip skip skip. I read the second book of this series on a Kindle, which oh. again I advise you not to do. Yeah. And it's rough. It's a rough go because it's not formatted correctly all the time. So in those things where it's like a two-page spread and you have to look at both pages at the mm. same time, yep. they'd make it really really tiny. So I'm like squinting at my Kindle and got like my my magnifying glass out trying to figure out what it says. Gotcha. Yeah. Not good. Yeah. Books people. Bad. They are the future and the past. Yeah, I had to convince my mom today not to read this on our Kindle. Because she was like, what's your next one going to be about? And I was like, this book. And oh, is your mom reading our books with us? Yes. Aw. It's adorable. I shout out Ariel's mom. Yep. Shout out to Bonnie. We love you. <laughs> um, but I told her not to read it on our Kindle. So I said, maybe if you're a nice story, you'll let her borrow your book. 
So. I guess I could ship it to her. No, I mean, next time we see her, we'll... Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, she might not want to get it right now. No, got I could have coughed on it or something. Yes, while I live with you. Yes. Yeah. Yes, but you're not near your mom, so you can't get her sick either. That's true. Okay. If anything else, I'll just get you sick. Yeah. It'll be a vicious cycle. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. Um, let's talk about the romance. As I have stated, mm-hmm. the least interesting part of the book for me, most interesting part of the book for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you rate them, Ezra and Katie? I rate them 8 out of 10. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. What are your thoughts? Um, sure, they broke up before the book even, like, before the book even, like, really kicked off. Like, mm-hmm. I think they broke up before this book even started because it was like, oh, we're broken up. And then, yeah, like, you know. definitely before the inciting incident. Yeah. Because while they're really, really, really cute, they're really, really dark. Mm-hmm. Like, like, angsty? What do you mean by dark? Um, they're really angsty. They'll blow up the world together. That's what okay. I feel like. They're ride or die. Yes, ride or die. They will hold their hands together and walk through the abyss of darkness. Oh, all right. Damn. <laughs> Wedding vows, future Mr. Ariel. I will hold your hand and walk through the abyss of darkness with you. Like, they're that couple that always, like, argues all the time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they'll, they'll, make, they'll make it work. That couple that, like, breaks up and you're like, okay, but they're not really free. They're just, yeah. like, on a break. Yeah, like that. Yeah, they're like the Ross and Rachel. Like, they'll always, like, Ugh. blow up. But then Worst example. Like, oh. <laughs> you know what the fuck? Hey, Ross and Rachel. <laughs> but then they'll leave together, which, you yeah. know, like, I think, I think that's their story. Yeah. Um, I give them a six. Oof. Out of ten, so it's, better, it's better than five. Oof. They're cute, but I find them almost a little too cute at times. And maybe what? it's because they're supposed to be in high school. Yeah, they're in high school. I know, but it just brought me back to that, like, cringeability of high school romance. The part where he draws that text art rose and says it to her. You're totally forgetting the best part about that. What? That was the AI dude. That was Aiden. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. That it helps it a little bit because mm-hmm. I was He only said I'm that. sorry in one of them. That was a heart. That's like, you know, so oh, immature yeah. hour stuff. Still text art. Yeah. Bad. Bad I th- move. I thought it was I thought it was cute. I mean like that part made me cringe too with the with the portrait, the the portrait of her. Oh know? yeah. Yeah. Cringy. Yeah, that made me cringe, but I thought they were pretty cute because I, I, I thought they butt heads a lot. Yeah. You know. They re- made me roll my eyes a couple of times, but ultimately I rooted for them. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. A, you don't want them to die, and B, they should just get back together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, like, why they were broken up was kind of lame. I mean, like, they're all in space. Yeah, they broke up because, like, she wants to go to college and he doesn't. It's the average we should break up because we're graduating from high school. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Romance. Mm-hmm. Space travel, though. <laughs> like, but space. <laughs> exactly. Everything's possible in space, even a long distance. I know. That's why it's confusing. That's why space is confusing to me. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the movie. If you're gonna make this a movie, ooh yes. Would you even make it a movie, or is it too hard to do? If you did, who stars in it? I think we can make this into a movie. Okay. I think this would be interesting as a movie. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like it would kind of lose some of its interest, interesting features, I guess. I don't know where I'm going with this, but because so much of it is defined by the fact that it is epistolary, yeah. putting it in a movie form would kill that because you're not going to see anybody reading files or looking at maps or, you know, mm. all that stuff disappears. I don't know. I don't, I don't 
think so necessarily. It'd be hard to visualize Aiden especially going mad because what is he going to do? Just scream Mm-mm. crazily into the void? Well, let's took a look at two other movies that have robot voids. Ro- robot voids, robot bad people, robots? whatever robots. Um, there's Samantha from her. Okay, I and have then not seen that. There was I don't know his name, but you know he how what from Moon. From Moon? Oh, no, I was thinking 2001 A Space Odyssey. Oh, okay. Um, he who shall not be named from Moon. So, that was Sam Rockwell. Yes. Voldemort. <laughs> Voldemort, who was opposite Sam Rockwell on Moon. He was also in it. So, I think it could be executed pretty well. So Okay. Yeah. And, like, uh, that was only Sam Rockwell acting against Voldemort in that movie. So I have not seen either of those movies. Or, in fact, the movie that I named, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Okay. So, I don't really have that much to go on here. Okay. But, um, yeah, I think it would work. Yeah, I think it would be pretty successful. It would be a pretty good teen movie, I think. Teen? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because everyone loves a good teen romance. Yeah. Us included. True. Yeah, so. Cool. All right, so who's Ezra in your in your world? Ooh, okay. Ezra in my world is Jack Mulhern from The Society. Okay, I don't know who, what he looks like. Did you watch The Society? I did not. Okay. Well, everyone, he's the guy with the long hair in Society. Okay. The key boy. <laughs> And then I would make uh, Katie Eliza Bennett, the girl from Sweet Vicious. Oh, which one? The blonde one or the green-haired one? Blonde one. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I can get behind that. Mm-hmm. I thought she would pretty good. She'd be a good little yeah. vulnerable one. And she's so, badass. Yeah. You totally believe that she could drop kick a zombie or something. Mm-hmm. I was really proud of that. It came to me today. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do you have an Aiden casting? Uh, Paul Bettany. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A classic man who plays a robot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How about you? Um, what I are your should... thoughts? Should it be made into a movie and who should play them? I am on the fence about if it should be made into a movie. I kind of would like to see it, but I feel like almost there's too much going on to make a movie. Mm-hmm. You know? Because mm-hmm. there's the whole, let's survive, everything is terrible, and there's all the hacking, and there's all the conversations. I just feel like if you did make a movie, it'd be one of those movies everybody's disappointed with because it doesn't live up to the book. Because mm-hmm. they have to cut too much stuff out because it's only two hours mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm imagining the movie in my head right now. I'm imagining the movie, and I feel like it would be one of those movies, if they did try to fit all the different plots in, where you would have had to read the book, or if you didn't, you'd be confused. Yeah. Like, once you get to the fourth Harry Potter, my dad stopped watching because he couldn't tell what was happening anymore. Yeah, I gave up on the... What was the one after that one? The fifth one? Yes, that was one I gave up on. Order of the Phoenix. Yes. That is why Ariel should read the Harry Potter books. Sorry. Maybe on this From podcast. here on out, your date is with Harry Potter 3. Your date is with Harry Potter 4. Oh, no. <laughs> your date is with the Half-Blood Prince. Maybe I'll just start and say... Next week, your date is with the Half-Blood Prince. And then in order to understand that one, you will have had to read the ones before that. <laughs> That's pretty funny. And then you'll have to read the one after that because you can't just stop with the Half-Blood Prince. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Okay, anyway, aside, okay. aside. If this was made into a movie successfully, and I'm still not convinced it could be, yeah. but, you know, try your hand, Hollywood. You've, you've done a lot of other things. Yeah, it's done some of them. With mixed success. Mm-hmm. Um, Ezra, mm-hmm. I would cast Ryan Potter. He, um, I don't know what you know, he used to be in some ninja show, but I know him as Beast Boy on Titans. Hmm. He's, like, a real-life badass. He really knows some martial arts. And he's got that whole, like, lovesick, but a secret badass vibe going on. Ooh, I love that. That I feel like Ezra has. I love that vibe. Um, Katie, I had Kiernan Shipka from, um, 
Sabrina. Mm, yes. Because she's got that short, spunky vibe. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I actually don't really like Sabrina that much because I feel like she's stubborn and kind of... That's my... Ex- I, I like Sabrina, but I think she's too stubborn. <laughs> yeah. She's too stubborn and she's... Like, she's lovable, but she's stubborn, and I feel like that's what Katie is, mm-hmm. where she's so headstrong, she wants to do stuff her way all the time, even if it's not the right way. Yep, definitely. So, I feel like that's the same vibe. Definitely. And I realized when we were casting these that there's almost no descriptions of Katie or Ezra. Mm-mm. They just say Ezra's, I think, tall and has brown eyes, and Katie's short and has pink hair. Mm, very so, descriptive. You know. <laughs> just... <laughs> You can cast anyone. Yeah, let's do it. And then it. Aiden, of course, doesn't have a face. No. I was going to cast Brett Spiner. He played Data in Star Trek The Next Generation. Of course, I knew you were going to say so that. So it'd be a great nod to all the yeah. sci-fi fans out there. Yes, this is why this book is for you. <laughs> <laughs> so. Ah, cool. <laughs> I think you'd be cool. Nice. All right, so any other thoughts, themes? Yes. To talk about? I have a lot of themes. A lot of the okay, hit me. My themes, my biggest theme I would like to talk about: mm-hmm. sentient AI. Yes, I have some thoughts. What are they, Alexa? Let's talk about this. Okay, for context, <laughs> at a work function about two years ago, I won a free Alexa by making the best snowflake cutout that anyone had done there, and I'm still very proud of it. But Ariel distrusts the Alexa. To a deep boomer level. Yes, I do. <laughs> I do. I, don't I know. mean, she is listening. I know. It's scary because it's just like, I don't know. She could be listening to us at any point. You, She's probably listening to us now. I know. She knows that you put on music for your plants at, when you leave. Well, it's because I tell her to. Yeah, but she knows that. And, and how's she going to use that information? And she talks and she can tell me jokes. And it's just like, I think it's, okay. Yeah, I anyway. have to unplug her whenever I do my taxes or talk to my mom. Yeah, and, like, I just... Thoughts on... So, like, Ale- so like from Alexa to Aiden. Mm-hmm. Two A names, by the way. A names. Okay. <laughs> so, Dolores is in Westworld. I think that kind of... Defeats. A names. <laughs> a names. From Aiden, like, you know, like, Aiden's psycho to Alexa being, like, you know, I would say harmless Potentially right psycho. But, like, what would you... Like, you know, like, if Alexa had the potential to go to Aiden levels, would you still want the Alexa wrong? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How was that a question? <laughs> but like, what are, like, what's the line? Like, when do we, like, want, like, AI to not be sentient? Like, you know, like, how sentient do we want them to be? Like, we obviously don't want them to, we want them to do our jobs to a point, but we don't want them to do our jobs to a point. Like. Yeah, I guess it also comes into the equation of, and I've read a lot of books like this, especially when I was a kid, about, you know, how intelligent do you want your artificial intelligence to get before they start exhibiting emotions yes. and like once an AI does start exhibiting emotions, like, is that then alive? You know, is that artificial intelligent life as opposed to just artificial intelligence, mm-hmm. which is sort of the path that Aiden's on because he definitely exhibits rage Yes, and he definitely has a soft spot for Katie. And so you sort yeah. of, he's not at like Maeve from Westworld levels right now. Yeah. Spoiler alert for season two of Westworld. Yeah. yeah. But he's definitely not Alexa. Yeah. He's really super smart, but he's also exhibiting humanish emotions. So at that point, it's sort of a question of like, can we even kill him? Is that humane? We created him. 
It's like creating a messed up baby. You can't just kill it because it's messed up. Yeah, exactly. But you... Spoilers context of this book, Aiden basically like kills a shit ton of people, mm-hmm. you know? It's like if your messed up baby was Hitler. Yeah. Like, where, like, at that point, you got people in this book that are like, oh, we can't turn it on. We can. We can control it. We can. It's like at that point, we just like put it down, like mm-hmm. let it go, like let it, like shoot it into space. Yeah. Like, how do you destroy an AI? Like, how? I mean, like, how would you do it? Because the thing is, it's like running through the veins of your spaceship or you're something like that. Yeah. You're trapped in space. It's not like on Earth where you can just dropkick Alexa through the door and just not have her anymore. Exactly. Like, don't drop kick my Alexa through the door, please. Why would I do that? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I don't know. I just, I think AI is just so scary and so weird. So. But also, there's so many things that probably won't even be possible unless we have AI. Like, you know, things that, like space travel where you can't, ca- a human can't possibly calculate those things fast enough. You need to have a computer. Yeah. You need to have something that can make at least base level decisions based off calculations quickly. Mm-hmm that humans can't do. I'm kind of unlike the, well, you know this, mm-hmm. but I am just hoping to live long enough that I can get my brain put into a sexy robot. And I keep saying And then live forever. <laughs> That's my plan. So I'm kind of on board with like AI being real. Oh, I'm over it. I'm over it. It's scary. It's just. Yeah, it is scary. It's like inventing something i think the the, like innate horror that comes to us when we think about ai is something to do with us going extinct it's the next phase of life the same way that we're the next phase of life after the neanderthals Mm -hmm. and they all went extinct if you invent ai and it's better and faster and more efficient and everything that humans Mm -hmm. are to the neanderthals then that doesn't that basically invalidate humans being around yeah obviously Aiden's not at that point yet because he's trapped in a spaceship. Yeah. Ish. And it's not Spoilers. like he can go anywhere. Yeah. True. Anyway, that was one of my topics. We <laughs> <laughs> don't. Bringing it back down. <laughs> Bring it back down to... Question. Do breakups count in space when the world's ending? <laughs> Do breakups count in space? <laughs> Do you think their breakup counted? Like, yeah, it counted. Like, I just like... Do you think it like... It, I just thought it was kind of funny because the whole book starts them broken up and like basically their whole world imploding. Yeah. Like, so that doesn't, like depends like how far, luckily the breakup wasn't too intense, but how far would you be willing to let your ex into the car before you say, hell no, you're not, we're broken up. I suppose, I mean, you can break up with a person and not want them to die horribly in a, in an attack on your planet. I mean, they would have had to kill my whole family. What do you mean when would I say you can't get into the car? I don't know if I know anybody in my whole life where I wouldn't let him into the car if the planet was exploding. True. True. <laughs> <laughs> do breakups count in space? What kind of a theme is that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> is there anybody in your life you wouldn't let into the car? Mm, maybe. <laughs> No, no, I'm good too. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, I guess because of the severity of what's happening. I'm if not- you broke up with somebody and then they, and it was a really bad breakup, 
And then they were stuck by the side of the road and you could pick them up or they'd have to walk five miles. I could totally see myself leaving someone there. <laughs> but if it was, they have to walk five miles through lava, then no, yeah. I wouldn't leave them there. Yeah. I guess more of the question is not, would you pick them up? It's when uh, Ezra sends Katie that message, would you accept if you're broken up and you're pissed, you know? Probably because almost everybody you know is dead. So you'd want to mm-hmm. have some human connection, even if it's somebody that you're mad at. Mm, it's true. Okay. Um, cool. Anything, <laughs> anything else? What are your topics? You have? Um, mine was mostly, and I'm, this is not a well-formed topic because I did not <laughs> research it very well at a time. I break up since. I mean, I guess next to breakups in space, the bar is low. <laughs> but mine was mostly about like how important the freedom of information is because that's like the whole point of this book is they have to live because if they don't live, then no one will ever know the truth about the attack on their planet. Mm -hmm. It's not even really about surviving. It's about surviving so that they can get justice for everybody who didn't survive. Mm -hmm. Because if they die, then the bad corporations chasing them will be able to quash the whole story and continue doing what they're doing, and no one will ever know, and it'll be all hunky-dory, except all those people will be dead. Mm -hmm. And it's really, the whole story is just them trying to tell the truth. They have to get there... And they have to tell the people the truth and then hope that, you know, their society is good enough that they'll take that truth and disseminate it and make judgments and all that other stuff. Which is something our society doesn't always necessarily do. Yeah. When somebody blows the whistle, the whistle doesn't always echo around the the earth, you know? Yeah. Sometimes the whistle just gets squashed. Yeah. And that's kind of what they're afraid is going to happen in this book. And so, felt real. It did feel really real. That's why I didn't like this book. It felt real even though it was set in space. <laughs> so you I don't want it. it to be real. I liked it, but I didn't. You know, I'm, in the, I'm on the fence. <laughs> okay. You didn't like the fact that all the real parts were the bad parts. Yes. There we go. Thank you. Thank okay. you for reading between the lines. You're so very welcome. Mm-hmm. So after all this, yes. would you recommend Illuminae? I would. To whom? Only select friends? Obviously your mom, because she has to listen mm-hmm. to this. Yes, I would recommend it to my mom, but I would, re- yeah, I would recommend it to select friends. There are a couple of friends I have that are really into sci-fi, and they're really into this, and I think they really like this unique storytelling, mm-hmm. and I think they would really vibe with all the things that you love about the book, as mm-hmm. opposed to the parts I like about the book, because yeah. what I like about the book is probably, sur- not probably, it is very surface level, and like, you know. I mean, I like the cool pictures. <laughs> That's pretty super surface level. No, but like that person, the not that person, those two writers took so much time and heart to like come up with this very visual medium mm-hmm. that you appreciate so much and it just didn't gel with me. So I think I would recommend it to people that I think are really into like, you know, A, artistic mediums, um, B, sci-fi, obviously. Yeah. And C, like epic, epic, like crazy stories. Where you gotta Space operas. Attention. Yeah, where you gotta like pay attention. You know, yeah, like if, if you lose like someone's name, you're you're gonna be confused. So. You are gonna be confused. And even I, who loves sci-fi, was a little confused with the names of the four ships. Yes, who's on what ship when, and when they're on the ships together, and which ship is bad, and which ship has the zombies, and which ship is doing this, and which one mm-hmm. exploded. And they kept being like the Copernicus, and I'm like, wait, which one is that? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah there was a lot of flipping back to look at things that were beforehand. Yeah, which I, I feel like I do a lot in. You know, those sorts of fantasy novels that have the map at the front. It's like, Mordor is here, and you're here. And mm-hmm. you're like, okay, we're at the Shire. Now, how do we get to Mordor? Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like it was sort of like that, where you're trying to, like, keep track of the world in your mind. So, I totally understand yeah. how 
that would be slightly annoying, but I liked it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, I, I think it's just very particular. You know, as this is why we are on this podcast, so we can read different books. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, yeah. I would recommend this book. I recommended it to you. Yes. It was recommended to me. Exactly. Yeah, your um, homies recommended it to you, so. My homies did indeed <laughs> recommend this to me. <laughs> and then, um, what are you getting in the mail on Friday? On Friday, hopefully, I am getting Emily Wiverly and Austin Sigmund Broca's new book yes. in the mail. Yes. The time of our lives. Ooh. And it's going to be great. Yes. Check it out. Yes. Okay. What am I reading next? Ooh, Colleen. Oh, damn. All right. You ready for your next date? Sure. Ooh. Your next book is... If on a Winter's Night, A Traveler. Okay. By Italo, Italio Calvino. Who knows if I said that right? I hope it... Sounded okay. So sounds foreign because I love him so much. He's not. This is in English, right? Yes, it is in English. Is it, it translated? It was. It is translated. Okay. Indeed. Cool. Cool. Yeah. This book is like that summer abroad fling you wish you had. Mm. You know that one you instantly connected with, but somehow he just doesn't have a Facebook or an Instagram or anything else. <laughs> so he'll always. He's just... really a forty-five-year-old man. You met him though. And st- study abroad. He's the one you wish you had. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's the perfect man. Yes. <laughs> he is the man I wish I had. Come on, Colin. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so he'll always just haunt you in your mind, you know, for years and years. Mm-hmm. You know, as the one who got away. So that's this book. Okay. Um, you know, it's something new. This book is something different. You're in the driver's seat of this book. You're the reader, and you're reading as the reader, and... You- it's told in the second person. So It's not like choose your own adventure. No, it is not. Okay. Not at all. Not at okay. all. Okay. You said I was in the driver's seat, so I was a little unsure about no, that. No, you're in the driver's seat because you're reading it as a reader and you're 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 just kinda like following along as the you know, as a narrator reader goes along. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Yep, it's told in second person. I don't hate it, which is, you know, okay. very crazy. You I know. am dubious Oh, I, I know. do not like the second person. I know, I hate I hate it. So, look, we're going into something that you already don't like. <laughs> True. <laughs> so, you know, um, so you're reading this amazing book. The whole book starts as you're reading this amazing book. It's incredible. You read the first chapter. It's amazing. You're about to start the second chapter. Mm-hmm. And what happens but the second chapter change, changes into a new book. And you're like, what the heck? I need to get back to the original book. The book within the book, right? Yes. So you're trying to get to the first chapter of the book. Mm -hmm. Of the book that you're reading in the book. Okay. Okay. I'm in the book. I'm reading the book. I'm trying to get to the first chapter of the book that's in the book. Yes. See, it's a complicated puzzle, my man. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's just why he does on my Facebook or Instagram. But you're trying to get back to the book. And it's all about uh, you trying to get back. It's got love, it's got romance, it's got mystery, it's 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 got suspense. I think it's just it's just really a fascinating book. Okay. Um, you know. So I think you should give this Italian Heartbreaker a try. Okay. <laughs> I will give this Italian Heartbreaker a try. <laughs> this is it's gonna be the plot of the Lizzie McGuire movie. <laughs> Except that boy sucks. <laughs> and this boy is good. <laughs> it's the first two acts of the Lizzie McGuire movie. <laughs> No, not at all. You'll see. You'll see. Okay, okay. See. Hey, you know what? It'll be, it'll be shaking up next time. So. That's true. Yeah. I like that we're not just suggesting regular old books. Mm-hmm. It's like, take this one. You might hate it. Mm-hmm. You might love it. Mm-hmm. It might date your sister instead. <laughs> and by that we mean you might give it to your sister. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. That was good. Yeah. Everybody, re-illuminate. Yeah. If you haven't read Illuminate and you're listening to this podcast... 
Sorry about the spoilers. Why didn't you read the book ahead of time? Yeah. Or list, well, look at the, the title of the podcast. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. We'll see you in two weeks once I've read On a Winter's Night a Traveler. If On a Winter's Night If On a Winter's Night a Traveler. <laughs> yes. Good night. Goodbye.